Welcome to Bean Stuff. Where are you today, man? You're not here. I'm not. <laughs> um, I am um, at uh, the Century Summit in Sacramento. Wow, so you're all the way in Sacramento, and uh, how long have you been there? I have been here for two days, I guess it is now, and we're just finished out, well, it's been three days, and this is the last day. For those people who don't know, Dad, how does the Sensory Summit, uh, how does that integrate with coffee? That's a good question. I mean, it's really the nerves of coffee. It's, it's, it's limited to, I'm not sure, 100 people at the most, and not even that probably, and, uh, and they look at topics mainly of sensory uh, work in coffee, and at a very high level, and what's some of the highest uh, study being done from whether it's someone, they'll bring people in from Brazil or France, um, from Australia, um, and uh, and the people who are there, like myself, Q graders, and others too in the industry, who are really interested in seeing coffee grow and understood. Yeah, and and you've also been, you know, you've been sending me some stuff from there as far as like little interviews you're doing it with people there, which we'll put at the end of this episode. Um, but it, it really sounds like there's a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds there. Would that be true? It's true. It's, it's multicultural, multi, it's very different people. I've talked to roasters. I've talked to farmers who are here and, and many others in the industry, whether it's uh, Probat was doing a lecture this morning and they're a big uh, coffee roastery uh, in, in Germany. I guess, how does this help you as a, as a coffee roaster? Yeah, the as a coffee roaster, um, I was thinking about the, we've had like, I don't know, five, six lectures a day, and some of them were way of my head, some of them were a little boring. A lot of them, though, were very helpful in getting to grips with, as a roaster, where is my coffee coming from, how can I make it better, and how can the consumer enjoy that? And it's sort of bringing together a whole lot of folk who allow me as a roaster to, and with my part in it to, to do a better job, not just with the quality, although that's a big part of the Century Summit, uh, but also how can we help farmers understand quality. And when I say something and they say something about the, what this coffee tastes like, it's, it's very similar. We, we can talk the same language. Do you want to walk us through maybe what one of your, you know, I guess what, what a class that stood out to you so far and kind of what you guys are, are digging into as far as like the details of that? Yeah, as I said, we've had five lectures a day or something. So of the 10 or so we've had before, um, two have stood out to me. One, I'm not surprised. And the other one, I was quite surprised that uh, yeah. it was so helpful to me. And and just to give people an idea of what, when you say lecture, how long are, are these are these lectures? Uh, lectures typically one and a half hours, and within that lecture is a lot of um, they lecture, they put a lot of notes on the Dropbox for us to look at, and there's usually a, a practical aspect of it as well, which we do in the lecture room, and it's usually tasting coffee that's been roasted different ways, and we taste it, and we analyze it, and we give feedback, and we find out oh. When you roast coffee, and that was one we did today in a roasting class, uh, looking at if we start, uh, if the roasting profile, if we change it, that, does that change the taste of coffee? And we'll finish at the same point, so at the exact same time of every roast, and it ends in the exact same color every roast, but how we got from point A to point B was quite different, and we tasted three different ways it got to point B, which was finishing at whatever, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, the same color, 
And what were the differences? And there were significant differences, helping us understand what we do as a roaster in this particular class has huge impact on the aroma and on the um, tasting of coffee. Interesting. Wow. And for you, like going to work next week, what what is what kind of things are, are I guess are there things that you want to take from this weekend and start to implement in what you do every day? There will be. There will be. I'll need to take a little assimilation because there's a lot of information given to us. And I've already started going through some of the stuff. I've got a notebook that's just full of notes uh, of, of what we've been doing. Um, but the class that, that uh, took me by surprise, and I wasn't expecting it to be good. In fact, I was walking from my hotel to the uh, place we had the lectures in about 10 minutes. And I was talking to a lady. I wasn't quite sure who she was. Um, lovely, lovely person. We had a great chat about different things, food we like, etc. And she was from uh, Brazil. And uh, when we uh, started the lecture, she got up and lectured the whole class. I thought, wow, I, 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 was, I was just talking to you. Fabinho Carvalho, she's from the postdoctorate University of Sao Paulo in Brazil. And um, wow. lovely lady, very down to earth. And I, I looked at the, what, in my book and what she was going to talk about, and she says, science shows us that what we touch, see, and hear can dramatically affect what we taste and smell. And uh, it was an interesting class. I've got in front of me here um, a bit of sandpaper, of all things. Uh, uh, and and what, then, then we had some earmuffs on. And she had already given us two different uh, soundtracks to listen to. The first one we listened to, and uh, it uh, uh, it was sort of this noise. And then the second one was one that was much smoother, sort of easy listening music. And I, we could, I could, I've sent those to you actually. And uh, and we tasted the same coffee, and it was really interesting. The whole class, the one that uh, had the did 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 had a very different we had we tasted different things into it in that cup than what we tasted when we were listening to the different style of music. She was trying to show us that other external things that are happening to us have a huge impact on our, our tasting abilities. Exactly the same coffee, that's right. And the other part was one we had one where I got this bit of sandpaper in my hand here. And uh, we would have to cut the cut one cut using the sandpaper and, and scraping our hands up and down on the sandpaper while we cut. And the other one we didn't do that. And we we I noticed different things in the cup as did all the others in the classroom. It suddenly even though it was the same coffee, it, it changed our perception of that coffee. The takeaway is don't don't uh, sand uh, walls while you're having a cup of coffee. She had three cups. One was a tulip cup. One was an open sort of cup, and the other was a, uh, I'm not sure what you call it, it was like two different shapes, uh, it looked like a flower pot on top of a flower pot or something. And uh, and her statistical, uh, all the people, that, I don't know, hundreds of people she tested on it with, found uh, no one liked it in the flower pot-like uh, cup because it just, it was the exact same coffee, but uh, they way preferred the open or the tulip um, to this one because this, the shape of it put them off. Then she did things with colour, and it was just really intriguing. And if we change apples and make them uh, blue, um, and you, you, you suddenly don't, 
like apples so much because it looks it's blue. It's the same taste, um, but if you, you you change the color back to green, suddenly they like them again. Well, and it makes me think also of just like coffee shops. How you know we all probably have a, a certain coffee shop or coffee shops that we like, and how the way that the atmosphere is, is is created in those spaces can be it's so important to how you drink your coffee. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She uh, she was talking about wow. going going into different cafes, and she could tell immediately almost that people are going to enjoy having coffee here or not enjoy having coffee. Even though the coffee may be even better at one place than the other, there were certain things that were on the wall or the shape of things on the, on the that would just make people um, not enjoy their coffee as much. She had, a, she had two latte art on the top of a, of a cup and one was like a, a sharp star shape on, on the, the, the milk on top of the coffee. And the other was more like a rounded flower sort of shape on it. And people tasted both those coffee exactly the same. And they always said the one with the rounded flower shape tasted way sweeter than the sharp star one. Um, and yet they're exactly the same coffee. Dan, o- over the weekend, were there any other highlights or standouts for you that, that really, really got your brain going? Yeah, I was looking through here. And one of the first ones we had, I had done a little bit on this once before, and I think we may be even doing a podcast perhaps with the World Coffee Research, Um, but there was a a lady from there that was uh, talking to us about uh, the uh, potentials in coffees, but also how coffee is is like an endangered species as well, and we need to do something about that uh, so that we can all enjoy, continue to enjoy coffee, and she was starting to Look, that, well, the re, well, research was coffee research was looking at taking a plant, for instance, grown and usually grown in Kenya, and saying let's grow it in Peru. Uh, and they did this for like there was like twenty three different or thirty five different plants, and they took them to twenty three different uh, countries, and they've got these plots, these research plots that they're trying to grow them in different countries to where they normally grow them. And that's a pretty powerful thing. I don't. I mean, I don't know if I knew a lot about it before world. You know, before looking at world coffee research, but there, there really is the possibility that if nothing's done, coffee will, you know, not really be a, around that much longer. One, one other question I have for you is: Have you been able to get any good coffee while you've been down there? That's always a bit of a, a difficulty when you uh, go to another place in a hotel and you wonder if you're going to get good coffee. And there's a good answer to that. And we've we've had really good coffee through the weekend. We've had coffee from all around the place. We've had uh, Lamazoko was there doing pulling shots and pulling. Uh, they pulled about five different cortadas uh, for me today. I thoroughly enjoyed the coffee here. And for people who are interested in this coffee conference, like you said, there's only about a hundred people. Is this an expensive conference to attend, or is it a very? Uh, or can anybody go? It is. I think, on top of my head, I'm thinking you probably need to pay $1,200 American dollars to be at a conference like this. Then you've got to stay at your hotel and you've got your airfare on top of that. But you do get free coffee, right? You get f- free, great tasting coffee. It's, it's, it's for, if you're really a really coffee nerd, I'm sure you'd enjoy it. I am a coffee nerd, but also I, it's my job, my career, and I want to progress in that in the sense of I want to be what I'm doing as a roaster on that to be helpful to the consumer they get a good product I want to be helpful to the farmer 
they're also getting a good deal in terms of um, if they're producing a good quality, I want to I make sure that, that they're getting a good lifestyle because of that. And Dad, if people wanted to check out the Sensory Summit or kind of learn more about it, what would be the best, would the best way be to just go to their website or what's the best way to learn about more of what they're doing? So it is the website. It's the SCA. You can go to their website um, as, as part of the Roasters Guild, the Coffee Roasters Guild. Uh, you could type in Sensory Summit, I'm sure, in Google and, and find certain things there too. I'm excited to, uh, to hear some of the interviews that you've been doing as well with some of the, the people you've been meeting down there. And uh, who am I speaking to right now? You're speaking to Kyle Crawford with the San Franciscan Roaster. Whoa, and what do you do with San Franciscan Roaster? Those, I do. Are, those are good roasters, by the way. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. We do our best to build uh, to build great roasters. Um, what do I do? I do everything that I'm asked to do. That's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So I, I do, a, uh, my, my title is equipment consultant. So I do everything from uh, talking to clients about uh, any support-related issues uh, by phone or email. Um, then I just I just talk to people. I don't know. We, we all like I, coffee. You do. And I've actually talked to Kyle, and he always very faithfully, I, I'll, I'll text him, and then in the afternoon I get a, always get something back, and he's always been faithful to email me back, and it's been really good. Hey, we're at Century Summit. Yep. We've just passed a building that I thought was quite funny, what you were telling me. What happened on the first day of Century Summit? Oh, yeah, so I got here. I was really excited, walked out of my hotel, <laughs> uh, walked right across the building, across the street, and everyone was there. And... Uh, so I walked in and I was like, oh, this is great. They have all kinds of tea and all this information about tea. So I took some tea and uh, I went, went on into the course of, and uh, the course began and the gal said, uh, we know this has been a long, <laughs> a long day of, uh, of, of drinking tea and learning about tea. And I, and I looked down and I said, am I late? So it turns out that, that what had happened is I walked in <laughs> on, a, on a conference that was completely not where I was supposed to be. So it was it was this tea event and uh, the coffee event was over over next door so oh that's brilliant so so did you actually get to a, a coffee any coffee lectures since then uh yeah i've made it to all the coffee lectures and anyone you've enjoyed more than the other or just something new information you go wow let's see what what was my favorite there's just so much there's so, a lot <laughs> so much information yeah at the end of the day like when, <laughs> Yeah. To, to bring something to mind. Let's we've, see. We've just done um, perception and texture of coffee cups. We've done world coffee research. Yeah. We, we've related so many different things to coffee um, in, in ways that you never would have imagined. So, I mean, like holding, like rubbing sandpaper and like That's right. trying to like... Uh, identify what perceptions that that sandpaper has on the way that coffee tastes and it's crazy because it actually there, there are all these things that make a difference that you wouldn't think would it, I was surprised I know what you're talking about hey well well great thanks for talking to us yeah absolutely <laughs> so who am I speaking to uh, my name is Ronaldo I'm coffee grower in Brazil whoa that's what I was gonna ask you next what do you do is that all you do in Brazil or just grow coffee or yeah so our family's been growing coffee for many generations and uh, well I do more nowadays uh, five years ago uh, my, I'm, myself and my wife we moved to United States and we create uh, our company here to import coffee from our family so it's a way to create our direct trade 
So in this way, we don't have middlemen. So we That's connect great. to the farm straight with roasters here in the U.S. And what, what's your company called? Our Coffees. Our Coffees. Coffee. There you go. And we're at the Century Summit. We're outside. It's sunny. And we've already been talking about some things about uh, what we've been learning. Anything that, from your perspective, that you go, wow, or I'm still looking forward to this, uh, yeah. whatever. So uh, since I'm from Brazil, uh, I, I came here. My goal coming here was what I can hear about new and innovation that I can bring to my farm. So our family is all about innovation. So actually the slogan of the company is where traditional, where traditional tradition meets innovation. So just because we are very focused on innovate methods and make the things new. So I came with this goal to her to learn things and improve in our practices and methods at the farm. And uh, this morning, one of the panels that came to my, my attention was very, very interesting was this, the research that they do bringing different varieties and trying to adapt to these varieties in different environments. So, and that was a, a thing that blew my mind because in Brazil we have like two institutes that have been doing this for, for decades. And, uh, but they have these studies here and uh, the research is about that. And uh, just to, to you know, so in Brazil, we are not allowed to even to nurse our own coffee. So there is certified nurseries that we have to, to buy the, the baby plants always from them. And uh, this, the certified nurseries, they only can grow uh, plants that are after eight years approved by uh, governmental institutes. So there is two institutes that have been studying the plants and the varieties before go to the to the fields. And uh, recently they released a new variety they call uh, Araras, what is a combination of uh, yellow bourbon and yellow katuai. So it's a beautiful tree, a yellow bean as well. And uh, we recently planted 15 hectares of this, this variety. Did you say it's going to take another three years since you've planted it now to... Oh yeah, yeah. So we, we planted the, bla the baby tree with uh, four months old. Uh, and uh, it takes two years until the first smalling harvested. And then the third year is going to be like a, a certain kind of production, I would say. And only after the fifth year, is the is the, the 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 great yield of production the the what we expecting That's the brilliant. peak of production wow. well thank you for sharing that thank and, you uh, it's it's good that you're here yeah <laughs> thank you we're always going to be around oh that's wonderful so who am i speaking to hi uh david waldman great i've actually met you before david of course <laughs> we have <laughs> go yeah. back a little bit and and what do you do um, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I'm a musician who uh, that's right. morphed into coffee. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like 20 years ago. And so, so I'm a roaster, a cafe owner, um, a cupping lab guy, and um, a Q grader yeah. with uh, the instructor credentials. You're yeah. Instruct yeah, I heard you say that. And yeah. uh, So where are you located right now? So um, our main facility is about 14 years old. It's in Lambertville, New Jersey kind of midway between Philadelphia and New York, East wow. Coast, yeah. U.S. Um, and then our other cafe is in Princeton near the university. Wow, there you go. And you were just yeah. telling me about, I, I was really intrigued by <laughs> Miramar, what you were doing there just very recently. Yeah, well, two years ago. Two yeah. years ago. And yeah. 
give us a real really brief yeah, sort of. So um, the Coffee Quality Institute um, recruited a handful of Q graders to assist on a USAID and Winrock based project in Myanmar in the remote Shan province up north. Almost close to China, you were saying? Yeah, yeah. it's not far from the Puar, from the from China, yeah. like very close. And we were teaching growers how to taste. Wow. Like, Is that the first time they've done that? Yeah. Well, they were, the project was a five-year project. I came in towards the second year. So they had done a little bit of tasting the first year yeah, yeah, with yeah. another group of people. Wow. Um, and the idea was to broach agronomy and tasting. And there were some agronomists there who were very skilled at how to change farming practices to basically make your coffee taste better so you can make more money. Wow. Simple concept, but, you know, and you quite might, comprehensive. You see something, you change them from, from natural to, to washed, and you said, I'll buy your coffee if you do wash. And did they do it? Yeah, I get like a pallet a year of their wash. And what was the flavor like, you said? Um, it's a really unique, it's raisin, tamarind, a little bit savory, almond, cinnamon, yeah, delicious, delicious coffee. Wow. Um, and all their coffees that before that time had been in the 70s are now solid 84, 5, and 6. Yeah. One last And mostly women farmers. That was our focus. That was yeah. Fo yeah. We're at Sensory Summit. What's one thing you go, wow, I didn't know that before. I really enjoyed hearing that again. Yeah. Just um, one thing The, the multi-sensory. When you say that, what do you mean? Um, so there was a presentation... Um, from a neuroscientist who's relatively new to coffee, who showed the influence of cup color, texture, um, sound, how it can affect the perception mm -hmm. of acidity, sweetness, bitterness, mouthfeel, etc. Well, it's something we're aware of because we're trained as cuppers to put ourselves in a deprivation tank. And here she's on the opposite side of the spectrum, going, "Well, here's how you can sort of manipulate." The outcome, it's a spooky thought. Yeah. But yeah. Is that the one with sandpaper in yeah. one, one hand? Yeah. And then you rub sandpaper in one hand and you cup it, and before you know it, the mouthfeel is not as sweet, it's rough, it's not buttery, um, it's bitter. Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. Oh, wow. I call it, um, I was talking to her about it, I call it, it the psychosensorial component. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. And of course, good to see you. Oh, yeah. so, so who am I talking to? Uh, I'm James. James Carter. James Carter. And uh, what do you do, James? Uh, well, Paul, I've been a coffee roaster for a while. I've been in coffee for 25 years. That's longer than me. Wow. Well, there you go. There you go. Well, I started in the, in the I don't know, mid-90s mid in Sydney. Um, what was the coffee scene like then? In the, there in wasn't the... really a coffee scene. <laughs> yeah, this is when we started, I started meeting people that were coming back from the States and um, they'd gone across to like seek, seek sort of their, um, I don't know, follow their dream, I guess, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and work out what coffee was happening. It was all based around the SCAA and wow. yeah, so on. Obviously, the American coffee scene wasn't a big thing then, yeah, uh, yeah. especially it was just really maybe 10 years old, maybe 20, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking, yeah. So, but I, I just happened to be in the area where all these people were coming back, and so I've known these guys for, for years, and the coffee scene in Australia is... People of, of I don't know, probably aware is, is actually pretty big. So I need to ask you, what's the coffee scene like in Australia today? It's funny you should mention that. <laughs> um, 
it's it's a little oh um Look, there's a lot of people getting into it, and I'm, I'm yeah. not sure if they're getting into it for the right reasons. Mm. Um, and maybe that's just me being all like really um, jealous because <laughs> they've got lots of money and stuff. But uh, no, uh, it, it's it's a good culture in the sense that it, it's actually pretty easy to find good coffee. Wow. And from my point of view, that's that, that's been difficult for many years. So even in Newcastle, where I'm yeah. from, it, well, where I, I live now, but it's uh, it's a much better scene than maybe it was ten years ago. So in Newcastle, where would you go and get your coffee? Well, up until recently, my own place, but and, where was that? And I still well, I used to have a, I used to have a shop called Real Coffee, Real yeah. Coffee on Derby. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I had an espresso bar there. That's usually where I drink coffee, and I drink it at home. Yeah. And we roast, so we usually drink our own coffee. But Spoiled. Where would I have coffee in? <laughs> uh, probably Drift, which we now supply coffee to. So Drift okay. Diner in yeah. Merriweather. So Great. that's where I'd probably go. And wow. I don't usually pay for it there, so that's, <laughs> that's even good. better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're at Century Summit. Mm. We've I think we've got one more lecture to go. We have. And anyone that's been, you know, you thought, wow, that was a really good one to go to. I learned this one thing, whatever, or mm. anything that really stood out to you from any, any, we've had a lot of stuff. Yeah, look, I think the, 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 um, the world reached a, Coffee research when the, the first year, yeah, with doing the, the plant, um, the plants uh, in the five, 31 varieties in the five regions. Um, yeah, I mean it's all a bit of a blur. That I think I think I have jet lag. I don't know, <laughs> um, but this this whole experience for me, it's like the sensory summit, but leading up to it, coming back to the states for the first time in 30 years and stuff. But that that whole that particular thing is it was incredibly interesting and and. Um, from the point of view of, of understanding how little we actually know about coffee yeah, yeah. At, at this point and being in the coffee world it's hard to actually appreciate how little we know because it's yeah we think we know everything exactly know. Yeah, we think yeah. we've sort of like, yeah we've got it sorted it's like <laughs> all of a sudden we know oh actually no we don't know didn't know the growers actually didn't have a choice about what they've got to go. yeah. yeah so that, that part of it was, was oh, good okay. yeah. Thank you. and meeting you Paul was oh, oh, a yeah. definite highlight <laughs> Can I give you the money now? Or? Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got to turn and stop recording before you say something bad. On. Well, I, I think that kind of wraps up everything we have uh, for the episode today. We kind of wanted to just do an update since Dad you were since you were down there um, of what Sensory Summit is and kind of showcase that a little bit. Uh, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>